What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, June 24th, 2021. I'm Greg Miller, alongside my co-host of the day, the host of IGN GameScoop, Damon Hatfield. Goop. What's up, everybody, Greg? Goop. Not much, man. How are you? I'm doing very well. I've had a couple mocha. Uh, not, I didn't have a couple mochas. I was brainwashed before we started recording. I had a couple lattes. Recently got a Nespresso machine, Greg. You own one of these... Miracles of modern science. I'll tell you what, I've seen yeah. George Clooney and Danny DeVito <laughs> try to sell me on this machine, Damien. I won't have it. I want a cup of coffee. I want a big, I want as many ounces of coffee as I could possibly get. You get these it, little pods, you get a little I sip. Yeah, I don't know. It's been pretty life changing. They make a good latte and I can just do it from home. It's been, it's been great. See, I know it's always a question of, you know, quality over quantity. And for me, it is 100 percent quantity. quantity. <laughs> Give me a barrel of diner coffee. That's what I want to get me through the day. Sure. You know, I just need sure. to be destroying that. But I'm glad you enjoy it. You know, you've always mm -hmm. had a, a more refined palate than me. Pink, pinkies up for me. <laughs> that's that's got to be right. Uh, how are you recovering from E3? Are you back to normal? I, are you full speed? I, I think I'm back to normal. I, took, I had a couple of days off and then I'm uh, I'm taking all of next week off. Next week's a vacation week for me. So. Wow. That's cool. Feeling good. Feeling good. You going to play video games? Are you going to go somewhere? What are you going to do? We're going to Hawaii. Whole okay. family's going to Hawaii. Um, think it'll be great once we're there. I'm a little bit nervous about the flight with my almost two-year-old. But Yeah. Yeah. How, how many planes has he been on? One plane to Vegas, but that flight was 30 minutes. Yeah. And this yeah, is a six hour flight, you know, so. Sure, sure. Yeah, you got to keep him entertained and do stuff. Yeah. Drill, you know what I mean? Knock him out. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> he's, exactly. he's not a dog. He's not a no, dog. Oh, That's what okay. everyone says. A little bit of drill. Yeah. <laughs> That's what okay. everyone says. Yeah. I don't know. I'm away. still, you know, You'll get there, T minus what, three and a half months. So I don't You'll know get, what I'm doing with anything. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, exactly. Whatever you got to do to get through the flight. Are you going to be playing a lot of Mario Golf on that flight, you think, there, Damon? Not on that flight, because like I said, I think uh, no, <laughs> it'll be all hands on deck watching the kid. Um, I was looking forward to playing Mario Golf at some point during this trip, but now I I'm a little bit up in the air because of uh, the IGN review from Simon Cardi. Oh, well, you know, that's funny you bring that up. Let's talk about it. Mario Golf yeah. Super Rush reviews are in. Are we getting a Ghost of Tsushima expansion? And 343 is committed to Halo releasing this holiday, according to some guy named Phil Spencer. We're going to talk about all this and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show over at patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. On patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, you can ask your questions. You can provide your squad up requests you can get a whole bunch of exclusive perks shows all sorts of benefits including of course a post show for this show each and every weekday this show ad free and of course the ability to just say hey i made something happen for kind of funny <laughs> however if you have no bucks to toss our way on patreon it's no big deal you could be watching us record the show live as we record it on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games just like matt one two two five eight seven is tom g one zero one three is and pj julian r if you're watching live you have a special job go to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosterteeth.com and listen on podcast services around the globe each and every weekday housekeeping for you as we're about to talk about mario golf super rush reviews are up ours is up as well you can get it on the kind of funny games cast youtube.com slash kind of funny games podcast services and we have an extra special guest from ign.com simon cardi 
here to talk about it and his review. We played together a little bit. Actually, no, we didn't. He actually yells at me about that. But we'll get, we'll, don't worry about it. Uh, speaking of Mario Golf, tomorrow I'm going to destroy Andy Cortez and Mario Golf live on twitch.tv slash Games after Kind of Funny Games Daily. And that will be a charity stream supporting GamerX. So check it out tomorrow, twitch.tv slash Games. And then heads up for other programming. We're all seeing Fast 9 tonight. We're all going to see the new Fast and the Furious tonight <laughs> so that we can do all an right. in-review. You excited, Kev? No. No, I'm not super excited. I'm so stoked. We're all I'm so we're, stoked. I can't wait. Hans back. We're all sitting. Oh God. <laughs> we're all seeing it tonight. We're gonna do interview tomorrow afternoon, and it'll be up ASAP once that's done on youtube.com slash kind of funny. Interview podcast services. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Donovan Harkness and Blackjack. Today we're brought to you by DoorDash, Canva, and Final Fantasy. But I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. We got six items on the rope report. Baker's dozen. Before we get to all this Mario Golf stuff, all right, let's talk about this breaking rumor. Take it with a grain of salt. But, ladies and gentlemen, we might be on the verge of a Ghost of Tsushima standalone expansion in the vein of Miles Morales. I am excited. We're going to Francesco Mio over at WCCF Tech. A Ghost of Tsushima standalone expansion called Ghost of Ikushima. Damn, I still screwed it up. Damon, we went through this in rehearsals. (laughs) We went through this in rehearsals. Ikushima is currently in development, according to rumors circulating online. Xbox-era co-founder Shapeshaw Nick, who proved to be reliable in the past, revealed today that this standalone expansion, that this is a standalone expansion in the vein of Spider-Man, Miles Morales, and Uncharted Lost Legacy, and is targeting a 2021 release. The leaker hasn't mentioned any platform, but it is likely this will be a cross-gen release, which is not surprising considering the main game launched on PS4. Reset Era Forums member uh, Catharsis T also uh, added that it is going to be a single-player expansion. While Nick has proved to be reliable in the past, we should take everything with a grain of salt. As Sony doesn't have any, I'm sorry, Sony doesn't have many games planned for the final few months of the year. Releasing a Ghost of Tsushima standalone expansion would make tons of sense. Also, considering the success of last year's Spider-Man Miles Morales, Damon Hatfield, mm-hmm. the the source of IGN News. All right, Game Scoop on the, <laughs> the thumb, finger on the pulse of video games. Do you buy this? Do you think this is real? I hope it's real. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima was my game of the year last year. I loved it. Um, I, I, I was just trying to do a little bit of research. I think Ikishima is a real, it's either a real island off of uh, Japan or it's part of an archipelago. Maybe it's a small, a small island that's part of the Iki archipelago. So I think this is also based on a real place, just like Tsushima was. And I sure. hope it's real. Um, it, I love I, I, I'm, I'm a single player gamer just like yourself I know there was uh, a, a lot of good response to that that cooperative mode that was released last year although I didn't ever dive into it myself so I'd love to have more single player content for it especially looking in the back half of this year we don't really know what we're going to be playing on our, our PS4s and PS5s right sure yeah I mean we'll have back for blood come on now getting it out there when he got kill that, some got not that. zombie zombies or whatever uh, yeah mm-hmm. that's my take too like I the the thing for me and I, I not that the thing for me that hits weird about it, right, is the fact that, oh, yeah, it's going to be a 2021 game. That seems bonkers, mm. especially if we're talking about it in the vein of a Lost Legacy or a Miles Morales. Both, you know, two games that, while, yes, they were standalone, right, they, they didn't, you didn't need to own the base game. They were their own thing. But two games that had big reveals and had actual campaigns leading up to them, right? Like, they Sony treated them like it. It's what makes me think that 
I wonder if we're being fast and loose with what they're calling what what it's actually going to be. If it's is it because even you know when Miles Morales got revealed and even Lost Legacy, there was that scuttlebutt of wait, wait, is it an expansion or is it a standalone game? And how does this work? Mm-hmm. Yada yada yada. If it's going to be like something like Festival of Blood for Infamous, I would buy that more. But that's a much shorter experience with much lower expectations than saying it's a Lost Legacy or Miles Morales. Sure, but you know Sony could announce a state of play at any moment. Greg, it could be it could be coming up right now. Who knows? Don't Something you do it during the show place or after this play show? Don't don't outdate the entire episode to immediately PlayStation. <laughs> if we had a state of play in the next you know t- few weeks, I, I have no insider knowledge of that. I'm just of course thinking. Yeah, yeah. I, everyone, everyone seems to think that's fairly likely. You know, they could announce this then, and then you'd still yep. have months and months to lead up to the release of it, right? Yeah, there has been obviously an, a, a scuttlebutt and internet rumor of a July state of play. And even if you yeah. haven't been following those rumors, the smart money would be, well, you have to do something in July or August if you're PlayStation. You want you want to promote yeah. what's happening in the fall. What is going on with Horizon in terms of a release date? You have things to talk about yeah. and promote. So yeah, this would make sense. But I wonder, my only thing is I wonder how big it would be is if it would be, if it's going to be on the level of Miles Morales or if it would be it. But yeah, especially if it's cross-generational, that gets me super excited knowing how great uh, Miles looked on PlayStation 5. And even though there's been so many enhancements for Ghost of Tsushima, a beautiful game that I adored, it looks so much better on PlayStation mm-hmm. 5, let alone if they were building a little bit more for it. And I wonder if they do something like Miles Morales and we'd be playing as somebody new. Ooh. They introduce a lot of a lot of different characters in that game. So Lady Moscow. New... Let's go. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Yes, right. Take us to a new location. Have a new protagonist. Okay, I'd be down for that. I'd be, I'd, I'd be ready yeah. for that. I'd, I'd, I'd let that happen. Call up Andrew Goldfarb at Sucker Punch. Let him know. Will allow it. <laughs> it will I want to play to Andrew Goldfarb. I want to play no, as Andrew no. Goldfarb in. The world isn't ready for that, David. Sadly, the world isn't ready for that. Uh, real quick, uh, technical side, Kevin. Does Damon seem like he's slipping a bit out of sync for you? Uh, I mean, I, I haven't noticed it too bad. Damon, say awesome. hi. Hello. You're right. Yeah. Yes, he has. Do a hang up on Discord and come back into the call. We have to do this uh, usually when I'm in LA. All right. I'm hanging up. Wait. How do you hang up on Discord? <laughs> I don't know. How to do. Just go. <laughs> in LA. In LA. Got there. Yeah. You got it. <laughs> how do you do? What the hell? Uh, unfortunately, this maybe. issue seems like it's just going to continue to slip slowly. So every couple of minutes, he can hang up and come back, or. We can just no, it's not worth it. Damon, say hi. Yeah. Hello. There you yeah, go. We've addressed it now. I mean, it's the audio. The audio is in sync, which is all I care about. But yeah. I just want to yeah. make sure you know the, yeah. these yakety yaks in the comments, Damon. You know what I mean? <laughs> these these <laughs> fucking kids. This job would be great if it wasn't for the audience. I'm, I'm, kidding. <laughs> I'm, kidding. I'm just having a good. If time. we could just we'll, podcast we'll... by ourselves, <laughs> I think oh. people call that conversations, hanging out. Yeah. But I don't know anything about it. <laughs> Number two on the Roper Report. Let's get into it. Let's talk about Mario Golf Super Rush. Of course, we have the review roundup. Uh, let me go. I, I always, I always, Damon, when I start doing these in the morning, I go to Metacritic and I gather it, but I want to give people the actual Metacritic score, but then I cite it from like three hours ago. So I'm going right now. Right now on Metacritic, uh, Mario Golf Super Rush is still sitting at a 75. Uh, we're going to go through three reviews real quick in the closing comments. Uh, Game Informer gave it an 8.25. Uh, Brian Shea wrote, despite the underwhelming nature of the story mode, Mario golf super rush delivers plenty of golfing greatness with a strong foundation and multiple funded avenues to play uh mario golf super rush carries on the long-standing tradition of nintendo sports games uh by being a good time regardless of your fandom of the actual sport GameSpot gave it a seven steven petite says with three radically different styles of play and some seriously inventive courses mario golf super rush is a compellingly original sports game 
Speed Golf and Battle Golf actively make you adapt to wildly different conditions while balancing technique and speediness. The three-click swing system still feels great, though if you desire an accurate motion-controlled golf game, this isn't it. Golf Adventure curiously lacks a conventional tournament structure or record-keeping, which actively dissuaded me from ever wanting to revisit it. Super Rush isn't the best entry in the series, but it's a worthy addition. And then IGN's own Simon Cardi gave it a 6.0 and said, Oi, governor! Uh, Mario Golf Super Rush is a comfort food game that, to some, like me, uh, can take you to a happy place with a couple of taps of the same button, followed by the exclamation of, Nice shot. Its standout speed golf mode is a great twist on Mario Golf and a genuinely fun way to play that goes a fair way to spicing up an age-old formula by filling the space between swings and, with a madcap foot race to the next one. Though, even if that mode is a tiny burt, Tidy birdie. Uh, sadly, there are just too many bogeys elsewhere in Super Rush in the form of a poor adventure mode, a slight a slight selection of courses, low replayability, and just a general lack of things to do after you've burnt through its content, once that make uh, for an unsuccessful round. Arcade golf games like this are made to be played with friends for a long time, but there just doesn't feel like enough variety on offer here to make me want to. Without that longevity, I just can't place Super Rush in the category of a top-tier Mario golf game. Heartbreaker for you, Damon. <laughs> well, I'm a little bit, yeah, a little bit. It gave, it gave me pause, Greg. Yeah. Um, and and just real quick, I want to point out that you know over the years the IGN review scale has been revised a, a few times. It was originally a hundred point scale. Many years ago, we decided you know it's a little bit too much. Let's try a twenty point scale, so you just have like 0.5 increments. Now today it's just a ten point scale. Just hard, you know, ten, nine, eight, seven, six. Yada yada yada, but I just—I guess I didn't realize Game Informer has a thousand-point scale, and <laughs> Mario Golf is—it's right in between an eight-point-two and an eight-point-three. That's how like. Kind of funny.com/slash wrong. I think Game Informer might operate on a quarter scale, so it's either eight, eight, two, five, eight. I don't know if I've ever seen an eight-twenty-three from Game Informer. <laughs> I think that's how it works, but I'm not a hundred percent up on there. There'd be an eight-point, an eight-point-four-eight. I don't know. Uh, anyway, I, I love Mario Golf. remember those days. Oh, this game's a 9.1, and this one's a 9.2. <laughs> there, there's definitely times you're like, okay, this game is somewhere in the um, sevens. Let's look at this game's catalog of reviews. Let's see. It, it's on the lower end. We've got an, uh, 7.2, 7.4. All right, this will be this first 7.3. For this. <laughs> <laughs> I remember those days well. <laughs> Um, uh, Big Slice Gaming says, yeah, Game Informer is on a 40-point scale. So there you go. I don't know how that, I don't know if that math checks out. Seems impossible to me. Uh, <laughs> We're not scientists. <laughs> we need to get Jeremy Dunham, uh, expert mathematician in here to see if that checks out. Uh, I am a little bit cautious now um, for, for Mario Golf. I mean, maybe I should try it. I'm sure it's like, I'm sure it's still going to be fun. I, it, it's been so long since I played a Mario Golf game. Greg, have you tried Clap Hands Golf on Apple Arcade? I have because, of course, you know I'm you know I'm a huge golf fan of video yeah. game golf, and, and so I, you like, know that I was a huge Hot Shots everybody's golf, yep. and yeah, everybody's like Greg Clap Hands, the people who make everybody's golf, who have made uh, uh, Hot Shots golf, they put out an Apple Arcade version. I was like, all right, cool, and I got it, and I was just like, oh, I guess because oh, because you have to. I forget. I'm I'm very rusty. Kind of funny.com slash you're wrong. I I played for like two seconds or whatever, and it was like, oh, like it, I think it is a touch thing. Like even with the backbone, I had to do something that I was like, oh, this isn't what I want. I, I, I want it to just be hot shots on the phone, but they had some weird interface that I didn't like I that turned me off to it. So well, that's I, what I, I mean for, sorry, sorry, go ahead. No, I'm just saying I haven't been enjoying that one. That, so that one has been scratching. Oh, my, so you, my, you're playing, what am I thinking page. of? What do you have to do with the screen? What do you have to do? I forget. I mean, you're just, you're pulling back with your, I play it with the touch screen, pull it back with your thumb and then push yeah. forward. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Maybe maybe there's a setting where you can make it taps instead. I, I don't know. See, I think that's what it didn't have. I wanted that when I was using the backbone for it, but I couldn't get no. it. And I was like, okay, well, I'm not gonna do this because Super Rush was right around the corner. And so yeah, I've put in a whole bunch of hours with Super Rush. I've had it for a week and a half now or whatever. Uh, I enjoy it quite a bit. I you know on the review, I, you know, and me and Cardi or talked about it. And he, I gave him some notes uh, on an early draft of his review, and we we're going back and forth. I think all of simon's uh critiques are spot on i think it's more towards a seven i think that's where i would have ended up with it like Mm. i think um, for me a lot of it comes down to comparing it to what's come before which i think in a franchise you do and i think mario golf world tour on 3ds was just so good and had so much stuff that it's it's bewildering to me that super rush doesn't have online tournaments that you know you can't play four players locally uh even on one switch and stuff like that like that's all a bunch of weird stuff and there's less courses than there were before but maybe they're a little bit more in depth in terms of like you know holes and stuff all that said and what i talk about please go watch the games cast review it is fun and you know all this said i'm buying jen her own copy like right like because we want to be able to play together and she wants to go through the career mode and have her and me beefed up with its stats and yada 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 like there's a lot here but one of the things i thought that was salient that we made in our uh conversation me and simon on gamescast was the idea that uh you know tim asked me all right cool do you think mario golf will ever go back to being more of what you're looking for in terms of what you know a world tour was and andy was like well i think it might be something to do with budget and that's why this game seems more limited and i was like i think honestly it's not i think it's more of the scope that nintendo's probably like we have a mainstream system so this game needs to be mainstream it needs to be something anyone can jump into and have fun which is 100 true the gameplay is fun the you know the new stuff they've added with super shots and shaping your shot and stuff like that are cool but they've lost some of the more hardcore stuff that we would want in an adventure mode you know i think every one of the reviews talks about the adventure mode being boring and and just weird and not wanting to go Mm -hmm. back to it which sucks i think we'd want to see that but this is a game designed to be a multiplayer game i am still excited to play it online tomorrow i am still excited for when i want to play golf to you know put out the twitter code and have people come join me and jump into the thing so i think you're gonna have fun with it damon i just don't think it's necessarily the end-all be-all mario golf we wanted yeah i should probably still play it i've just been really excited for it and now i just i feel a little bit less like i don't need to get in you know tomorrow like right when it launches i could just i could probably wait i could probably wait for some point and that's the other fascinating thing about it where like, you know, they went out of their way and they're direct to say, hey, Mario Golf's coming and it's going to get post-launch support. So it's very, mm-hmm. I think, possible that we look back at this game in a year and not that it'll be a drastically different thing. Like they've they've given you a new adventure mode, but I bet they'll have given you more courses, more things to do. Maybe they've added, like I like you know, Simon does not like uh, Battle Golf. I thought Battle Golf was cool, but there's only two maps for it. I could go for more of that. Yeah. Have you heard about Battle Golf? <clears throat> yeah, that's where like... um every player has uh well everyone's trying to make your hole but as soon as someone sinks it that hole disappears right exactly yeah it's the first it's the first uh player of of four to get three holes and so yeah there's all these different flags that you can just go to but yeah if somebody else sinks on the hole you're trying to get in it disappears so you have to then pivot and go so it's like this Mm. pandemonium stuff but simon you know in our review and his review was talking about the fact that like you know, the AI sucks. So this isn't something I'm enjoying when I play them. But then when you get in there with four other human beings and some of the sessions I was doing, it is kind of pandemonium and trying to figure it out and see who's got the better short game and stuff like that. So yeah. I, I still like Super Rush. I'm, I'm going to keep playing Super Rush. I keep going back to story mode because I want my me to be able to drive like 400 yards or whatever. So I'm going leveling up, but a whole bunch of different problems with it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I still want you to play it, Damon. All right. Okay. All right. I'll play it. Right, okay. All right. Good. Uh, number three is part of a duo of stories that comes from the one, the only Phil Spencer from Xbox. Uh, we'll start over at IGN where Joseph Noop says, Halo Infinite devs committed 
to a holiday 2021 launch. Xbox boss Phil Spencer says that the Halo Infinite development team is very committed to a holiday release date. Spencer made the comment while guesting on Dropped Frames, discussing how the Halo Infinite team was approaching the last legs of development, among other topics. Spencer says the team is currently narrowing down the release for Halo Infinite, but, I'm sorry, and already has a good idea of the launch window. Quote, we know kind of our range in the three to four week range, Spencer said. We don't have yet the exact day. There's some things uh, with some other game timing uh, that we're trying to look at. We'll have a better clarity over the summer, but this isn't a month thing. This is just down to a few weeks, end quote. Microsoft announced in August 2020 that Halo Infinite would be delayed from a holiday 2020 release date to an unspecified 2021 release date, following a mixed reception to Infinite's first gameplay reveal and citing COVID-19 as a major issue. Halo series veteran Joseph Staten was later hired to get Infinite, quote, back on track. Quote, instead of picking this date and having to move it by a week, which at this point would feel like a fail, we don't want to do that. <laughs> Let's wait until we're really solid on what the date is, Spencer continue. Uh, but the team is very committed to holiday. We feel good about that. End quote. Damon Hatfield, is yeah. Halo Infinite coming this holiday? Are we getting it in 2021? I'm sure we'll get it this holiday. I was just, you know, the, the fact that they didn't give us a release date at E3 was a big surprise to me because, mm-hmm. you know, this game was, was supposed to be out for seven months now, you know, and they were mm-hmm. able to give a release date to Starfield next year, 11-11-22. Uh, so I was like, but they can't, after all this time, after this huge delay, they can't give us a date for Halo. And some people online were saying, well, they don't want, they're, they're waiting for Call of Duty. They don't want to like go on the same week or even the same week before or after Call of Duty. And what's interesting to me is that this, I mean, this sounds like Phil Spencer all but confirming that, that they're literally just waiting to see what There's Call some of other things is. with some other game timing that we're trying to look at. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what I mean, other game okay, it would I mean, be. I what other shooter is coming out around the holiday that you want to dodge? <laughs> I guess that makes sense. I'm just, I'm just surprised that, they're, that they would be that transparent about it. Yeah, well, I mean, that's kind of been, you know, not to that maybe that business level, but, you know, Xbox tries to be, you know, wear their heart on the sleeve and actually try to give you answers, which I appreciate and, you know, really respect. Yeah. But yeah, now you are in this thing of like, I think it's, you know, the ongoing conversation about Halo Infinite. They just can't fuck it up. They just, they cannot really, it, like, and that's such a, such a tough place to be in of like, hey, no pressure, but like, this has to be an amazing game. That's Everyone has perfect. to play this. And yeah. Love this. yeah. Yeah. Are, are you excited I for Halo mean- Infinite? Well, I'm really interested. I'm not a huge Halo fan, but I've played all I've played all the campaigns except for five. So for me, I would be interested in playing the Halo Infinite campaign if it's good. But I count myself among the camp that last summer when they revealed the campaign, I wasn't very impressed. I was like, this doesn't look very next gen to me. Sure. So going into E3, I was expecting to see more of that campaign and to hopefully be wowed, but then they just didn't show any of the campaign. I think they showed they focused on multiplayer, which Definitely seems to please all the Halo multiplayer fans out there. They're very excited for it. Since I'm not a hardcore Halo fan, I guess I understand uh, if they don't really feel the need to cater to me. That's totally fine. But yeah, if Halo Infinite comes out and the campaign gets good reviews, I will totally play it. Yeah, I'm. You know me. I'm not a Halo guy either. Uh, but I'm. I'm interested in this. I want to see how it comes together. I know. You know, Mike yeah. and the X Cast are so so pumped for multiplayer and everything else that's going on there. But I'm right there with you. Of like. Will single player feel great? What does this grappling hook do for gameplay and all that and see how it shakes out? But we will have to wait. I like hopefully a, not long. Yeah, I like a I like a good first person shooter campaign as much as the next guy. So if it's it's uh if it's good, then I'll totally be interested in playing it. 
All right, let's talk about Killer Instinct then. All right, this is number four from pretty much the same interview, but a different site. We're going to GameSpot where Darren's talking about Killer Instinct's return. Uh, Rare's cult classic fighting game series, Killer Instinct, uh, was revived back in 2013, but the reboot has seen very little new content added to it since its third season finished in 2017. Killer Instinct isn't dead, though, as Xbox boss Phil Spencer recently mentioned his interest in revisiting the series when the time is right. Quote, there are so many good games in our catalog that we'd love to revisit, Spencer said in the latest Drop Frames podcast via VGC. Quote, the response when we did Killer Instinct at the launch of Xbox One was fantastic. Not everyone inside of the Xbox organization kind of saw what that game could become. I will just say Matt Booty and I have discussed many times Killer Instinct and where we'd like to go with it, end quote. According to Spencer, a Killer Instinct re-revival will need, quote, the right team and the right opportunity to be, found, to be found. It took 17 years for the series to find a new home at Microsoft, and even in a genre dominated by Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, and newer fighting games like Guilty Gear Strive, Killer Instinct still had a dedicated fan base when developer Double Helix and Iron Galaxy took over from Rare. Double Helix was acquired by Amazon in 2014, so any new Killer Instinct games won't be handled by the studio responsible for its first season of content. Damon? Killer Instinct. We're old. We've talked about this a lot. I remember when Killer Instinct was in the arcade and it was a hotness and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And then I drifted away from it. And I remember the 2013 revival. I remember Dave Lang and Iron Galaxy and everybody being stoked about it and talking to them on IGN Comic-Con stages about it or whatever. Are do, are you hankering for more Killer Instinct? Well, I don't know that I I am personally. You know, that was an Xbox One exclusive. And the I think it was a launch exclusive in the Xbox One launch i don't know if you remember this greg it didn't go very well for microsoft oh i missed that it wasn't the smoothest launch yeah of a a console yeah um and i'm not a huge fighting game guy however i played and loved the camp the solo uh um the single player campaign in mortal kombat 11 that was super fun so i would be interested in you know in any fighting game that has sort of a clever and engaging story mode that i can play through like that which i think guilty gear strive has which and i've been interested in checking that out but in the case of killer instinct this quote it just sounds. I don't. I don't think there's any sort of really meat to this. This rumor. The the quote. If they, if they had the right team and the right opportunity, it might come back like that. I think that could apply to literally any game. If they had the right team and the right opportunity, sure, maybe it would come back. So I don't. Doesn't sound like that's really that close to happening to me. I mean, if the right team and the right opportunity approach me, I could be in a movie, you know? Like, that's, that's how it goes, Damon. I get, anything can happen with the right team and the right opportunity. I think it's I back to at I least know. them mentioning it, right? I think so many, you know, you talk to about different publishers and, uh, you know, you bring up a game that they don't want to talk about, right? They're not going to say anything about it. So it's interesting that yeah. Killer Instinct's still on Xbox's lips, right? But if it's just lip service to a fan base that wants to know that it's still there, remains to be seen. Yeah, they brought back Battletoads last year uh, after a, a long time in development. That didn't make much of a splash. I was going to say, should they have should Microsoft? they have brought back Battletoads? <laughs> I mean, so it's like, yeah, should they bring back Killer Instinct? I don't know, Greg. Killer Instinct was know. like, I it was. Uh, do you remember? Can your mind go back to it was a it was on the Super Nintendo? Does that sound right, right. to you? Killer Instinct. I'm, I'm asking you. Yeah. Oh, no, I don't think it was, was it? Super Nintendo, was it? Okay. It was that because right, I, I remember don't... it was, a, again, I'm not a fighting game guy. I thought Killer Instinct started as the arcade game and then came over to one of the ones. I just, I'm, I'm thinking about which home platform was it really known for? Oh, no, SNES. People in the chat are saying, I'm, yeah, it's definitely SNES. Okay. So that's what I thought. So I thought it was like, it was like a big win for Nintendo. It was, it was a Super Nintendo exclusive and Sega, uh, Sega didn't have like a, their own sort of like 
mature would fighting game. Yeah. I was over there playing uh, Justice League Task Force on my Sega Genesis, being like, this is as good as it's ever going to get. I don't need to get any other fighting games. I don't need to worry about it. Yeah, you're right. Killing Instinct 1994, an arcade fighting game developed by Rare and published by Midway. Initially released in arcades in 1994, the game advertised it would launch in 1995 for a Nintendo Ultra 64 home console, but Ultra 64 eventually materialized as a Nintendo 64, but never reached a version of the original Killer Instinct. Instead, the game was the game received a high-profile launch on the SNES, which bundled the CD of Remix game tracks uh, with a limited edition black-colored cartridge, as well as the release of a Game Boy handheld. Uh, the, for the following year both of them were published yeah. by nintendo now i'm now i'm i'm remembering it's from the the book console wars which is a phenomenal book about the battle between sega and nintendo in the, in the 16-bit days did you read that one greg yeah, or watch the documentary actually. i did actually and yeah, there's yeah, just yeah. A, a, it's like towards the end of the book when uh sega's sort of trying to launch the saturn and tom kalinsky after having done such an amazing job building up sega of america only to be sabotaged by sega of japan he's at e3 and he sees nintendo has killer instinct up there and he's just he, he felt he feels defeated because he doesn't have any sort of anything to answer it with from sega I, so I remember that part of the book uh greg i wanted to mention something that i forgot to mention at the top of the show sure if i may i i was just noticing as i was waiting for the show to start just 40 minutes ago uh two people asked to join the super knocking boots facebook group <laughs> So people are still knocking on the doors to get in there. That's, you know what I mean? That's when you know you've made a yeah. hot podcast property, Damon. Where <laughs> how long has it been since we recorded an episode of Super Knocking Boots in 2017? I don't know. People are still asking to get into the Facebook group. So 2016, I think it might have been. Damn. Yeah, I don't know. A long time ago. We've been, we're, we've been doing this a long time, Damon. <laughs> we've been doing all yeah. this a long time. Uh, number five on the Roper Report. Let's talk Pokemon Go. Uh, the Pokemon Go is removing some of its pandemic features. Uh, this is Michael McWhorter over at Polygon. Over the past year, developer Niantic rolled out a series of gameplay tweaks to Pokemon Go designed to make the mobile game more playable under quarantine conditions. Many of those changes were a direct response to the coronavirus pandemic, letting players enjoy the gotta catch them all game from home. On Monday, Niantic said in a blog post that it plans to remove or change some of those bonuses while also adding new gameplay tweaks and retaining others. The changes will roll out first in the United States and New Zealand, where new cases of the coronavirus are on the de decline and practically non-existent, respectively. Niantic said players in the U.S. and New Zealand will start seeing changes at the end of July after this year's Pokemon Go Fest wraps, and that it will roll out those updates to other territories when it's safe to do so. During the pandemic, incense effectiveness was boosted to attract Pokemon more frequently to players' locations. It will soon revert to an original level of attraction where players are stationary, uh, but will have increased effectiveness when players are moving, Niantic says. Players could also reach Pokestops and gyms from farther away during the pandemic, but Niantic plans to revert that change too. The developers said that the distance may be increased during future events as part of certain features. Miantic also plans to decrease the number of gifts that Buddy Pokemon deliver to players. It is currently boosted so players get up to five gifts at once, uh, up to three times per day. But players will soon see reduced frequency. Damon, did you ever play Pokemon Go? Was ever, did you get obsessed with it ever? I literally never played Pokemon Go. Yeah. Uh, I played a little bit of the very, the very you know, launch when it was the big movement or whatever, but was never super serious about it. And then what in... 2017 2018 kevin if you remember i went on a bender damon where it was like two months where i maybe three jen and i were obsessed with it like we were out scary, there damon. i was it was it was a lot like at one point oh. we were like you need to chill 
I was out there. I had battery packs. <laughs> we're out there. We were having a great time because it was just like, you know, Jen wanted to drag me on these walks so I don't die all the time. And so then I was like, fine, I'll do it, but I want to play a video game. And then this happened. And, you know, at this point, Ghostbusters World wasn't working out. Don't get me started on with the missed mm. opportunity to be there, Dan. But <laughs> I obviously have fallen out of it. I expect one day to be dragged back in. But watch, I remember when the pandemic stuff got added and then seeing this got taken, I was like, oh, this makes a lot of sense. But I mainly bring this new story up because Dean wrote into Patreon.com slash games just like you can and says, Hey, Greg and Damon, I've been a casual Pokemon Go player since launch. I try to open the app most days to get my login and catch one or two Pokemon and maybe spin a stop if I'm near one. If the weather happens to be nice on a community day, I may grab some friends and walk around our local waterfront that has a lot of stops. When the pandemic began, Pokemon Go made some great changes that improved the game in many ways. Despite not being able to go for walks in crowded areas or meet up with others to do a raid, Pokemon Go managed to find ways to keep the community engaged even when we were all stuck at home. But these changes were not only good for lockdown. They were an overall improvement to the game. After around a year of having these changes implemented, Niantic has announced that they will be rolling back these changes. I guess I shouldn't be surprised, but the game has been like this for so long that I assumed it was here to stay. As I said, I'm not the most active player of the game, so I won't be affected that much, but it's disappointing to hear. Was this surprising to you guys as well? And is there any chance that they get enough complaints to reconsider? Damon, what I like about this question is, even for us not being active Pokemon players, it brings up this interesting thing of having a game that's meant to be, you wander around, you go places with it, having to pivot for a pandemic, but then if you pivot back, what do you do to this audience? Yeah, I understand. I guess I, I, even though I don't play, I think I can understand the frustration on the player's part. Um, and, and it's hard to understand like why, like the reasoning behind uh, Niantic's decision to roll back those features. Because like, does it really matter? Like, are, is rolling back the features going to allow them to monetize it more? Because obviously they're a business, you know. But I, yeah. it, it just isn't clear to me why it's why it's a good thing for the players to roll back these features and nor is it clear to me why it would be a good thing for Niantic. Yeah. I mean, I think it comes down to their vision of the game, right? Like it is supposed to be this yeah. thing that is, that is the community day. It is the idea that you're out there doing. It is motivating you to go out and explore and wander with this app and, you know, track your steps to do the thing and yada, yada, yada. And I do think that so many of their, gameplay systems and again i'm talking pre-pandemic i didn't play during the pandemic but so many of them pre-pandemic were based on movement on steps on actually getting out and doing it so i feel like what they ha they had to you know solve for this problem that was at direct odds like <laughs> globally direct odds with what their game was but now they want to go yeah. back to their original vision which i understand and respect but it is put it does put people like dean in this interesting place this is actually making me question one of my fundamental beliefs about uh, games and art, which is that like, you know, while a game is being made, it's 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 the it's the product of of, of someone's vision, either a, a single person's vision or the development team's vision, and it belongs to the creators. It's it's they don't need to, uh, you know, they they can make the game that they want to make, whatever that vision is. However, once a, the gamer buys the game, that copy of the game belongs to them. And it only exists for the player's enjoyment and entertainment. So I think the game, the player can play it in any way that they find is, the, is most enjoyable to them. And it doesn't really matter what the developer wants them to, how it wants them to play any longer. So if they want to change the difficulty, if they want to find exploits, if they want to break the game, whatever they want, if they want to play along with a guide, however they want to play it, however they find it most en enjoyable is, is the right way for them to play it. However, with a live service game like Pokemon Go, 
I don't know. I don't know how would I what I think in 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 that point anymore. When when the developer is still actively connected to the player's experience, I don't know who should have the final say on how how the game should be played. I think, and I think that harkens to the second half of Dean's question here, right? Is there a chance yeah. they get enough complaints to reconsider? I definitely think yeah. there are. Like, I mean, it, it, oh, sure. again, as a casual Pokemon Go player, but somebody who you know gets the press releases and reads the news, I've seen Niantic be you know reactive to things and you know respond to what's going on. So I think if there was enough outcry from the audience about this, there would be that thing. But again, part of the cool with well, the, I mean. It's such a weird thing because for me, even part of the fucking man, Pokemon Go is so awesome was the community days of walking into the park and seeing all these people out with their phones or walking yeah. down the street and seeing somebody trying to take over a gym. Like there is that. I feel like that is a, a core gameplay mechanic, even though it's not happening inside the game. The the ability to be out there and see other people using it and to interact with the p- people and, you know, oh, man, I passed mm. this. Yeah, on my on my ride home or whatever, I park next to a gym. So I try to catch that every day before I go do whatever. Like I like that a lot. And I think that's cool. And I I would think most core fans do as well. Obviously, Dean, uh, you, I know you say you're a little bit on the sidelines of it. I, I think it would be this see what the reaction is and go from there. I guess we could call Andrew Goldfarb, but then I got PlayStation yak, yak, yakking at me for getting this Pokemon Go kid in here. So we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, I guess yeah. if there's outcry, there'd be there. Yeah, I don't. I, but again, if it's a, if if people are in, still enjoying the game, but they're getting out a little bit less, I don't see why that. You know, I don't. Not, I don't really don't see why that's a bad thing. Hey, listen, if you want to sit there with the Cheetos all over your chest, you play an Xbox, you play a PlayStation. All right, Damon. <laughs> Pokemon Go is for athletic wear. All right, Lululemon people get out there. They're out there high stepping. They're doing kicks and little flips and somersaults in the street. That's what this game's all about. It would be nacho cheesier Dorito the crumbs for me. Oh yeah, that's a great one. That's a great one. Dang. Now I'm hungry. I'm also yeah. hungry for patreon.com slash kind of funny games, where of course you can go, ladies and gentlemen, to be part of the show. You can go to get the post show we do each and every weekday. And of course, you could go to get the show ad-free. But guess what, Jack? You didn't go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games. So let me tell you about our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by DoorDash. Did you forget that one thing at the store? Now you can get snacks, drinks, and household essentials in 30 minutes with DoorDash. Dinner, check. Deodorant, check. Morning pick-me-up from Dunkin', check, check, check. Everything you need anytime you want it with DoorDash. They want Chinese, you want some pizza, and everyone is craving Froyo. There's something for everyone on DoorDash. DoorDash connects you with the restaurants you love right now and right to your door. And now you can get the grocery essentials you need delivered with DoorDash too. Get drinks, snacks, and household items delivered in under an hour. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want from where you want, and your items will be left safely outside your door with the contactless delivery option. Of course, I'm well-versed in DoorDash because I use it all the time. Uh, of course, uh, they don't, it's not even in this. They have a thing called the Dash Pass where you can get uh, you know delivery fees uh, removed. You get a whole bunch of other benefits. I use that uh, because we DoorDash at least once a week usually. Uh, Chinese, pizza, you name it. Uh, sometimes the day ends and Jen and I just don't want to cook. And DoorDash is so simple to get what we want when we want it. With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Australia, and now Canada, you can support your local go-tos or choose from your favorite nation restaurant, national restaurant restaurants, I should say, like Popeye's, Chipotle, and Cheesecake Factory. For a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code GAMES2021. For our Canadian listeners, use the code GAMESCA. 
That's 25% off, up to a $10 value, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code GAMES2021 in the US and GAMES CA in Canada. Don't forget, that's GAMES2021 or GAMES CA for 25% off your first order with DoorDash. Subject to change, terms apply. Our next sponsor, you might be asking, who is it, Greg? What is it going to be? It's Canva Pro. Of course, Canva Pro is the easy to use design platform that has everything you need to design like a pro. Whether you're a professional designer or just getting started, Canva Pro can help you boost your team's productivity and creativity. It's a quick, easy, and affordable way to design whatever you need. No matter what you're creating and sharing, Canva Pro has everything you need in one place, including a collection of over 75 million premium photos, videos, audio, and graphics. Plus, Canva Pro comes with life, no, no, time-saving tools. That was life-saving tools. Let's not go too far. It's time-saving tools that simplify and speed up the creative process. You get all this and more in just one Canva Pro subscription. Of course, we've been using Canva Pro here for a while. Tim's been using it to make these little decks that we can show to people, and we're like, hey, why don't you work with Kind of Funny? And he goes in there and he's learned to design with it. Canva Pro is amazing and there's no idea too big or too small when it comes to Canva Pro. So if you want to create something online, Canva Pro Pro is a tool you need. Design like a pro with Canva Pro. Right now you can get a free 45 day extended trial when you use our promo code. Just go to canva.me slash KFGD to get your free 45 day extended trial. That's C-A- N-V-A dot M-E slash K-F-G-D. Canva dot me slash K-F-G-D. And our final sponsor of the day, it's Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrade. It's time to join the resistance because Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrade for PlayStation 5 is here. The shadowy Shinra Corporation is draining the planet's life force for their own again, but all is not lost. The mercenary Cloud Strife teams with Tifa, Barrett, and Aerith to take Shinra down. Whether they succeed depends on you. Of course, we're so excited for Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrade, the definitive edition of the award-winning Final Fantasy VII Remake has expanded graphical gameplay and system enhancements and it brings Final Fantasy's visuals to the next level. It's got more realistic backgrounds, it's got better lighting, it's all around beautiful to look at. Hell, you know that Final Fantasy 7 Remake was our game of the year. Now they've made it better? What's not to love? Integrate also gives you the ability to switch between graphics mode if you want 4K and performance mode if you prefer super smooth action with 60 frames per second. On top of it, Integrate comes with the episode Intermission, a brand spanking new New episode featuring Wu-Tang Ninja, Yuffie, as the main character. Play as Yuffie as she conspires with Avalanche HQ to steal the ultimate materia from the Shinra Electric Power Company. Play as new characters and enjoy expanded gameplay experience featuring multiple new combat additions. And if you've already bought Final Fantasy VII Remake for PS4, you can download a free PS5 enhancement for the PS5 console. Episode Intermission is available as a separate purchase after you upgrade. Buy Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate for PlayStation 5 today. Go to sqex.link slash remake KFGD. That's sqex.link backslash remake KFGD. Damon, I saved the biggest news for last, everybody. Marvel's Avengers has updated their roadmap. We read from their blog post. Uh, First off, Patrol Mode is being moved past the War for Wakanda expansion. In Patrol Mode's place, we'll be releasing a slew of new content, Omega Level Threat, Family Reunion, Multiplayer Mega Hives, and the ability to play as multiple of the same hero as a permanent feature. Damon, I know you're a huge Avengers fan like me. You Mm -hmm. were already pretty stoked. We have, of course, the villain sector for 
for Monica out this week. <laughs> Today we get Caps Endgame skin. What a time to be alive. Yeah, you know, you know I'm super excited for all this. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I, I'm not a super huge uh, Marvel's Avengers fan. I did play a few hours when it launched and realized that was not it was not for me. But yeah. I gave it a shot, you know. It's a little bit, it's an, it was an unfocused package, I think. Sure, they, they, 100%. They were trying to be too many different things. 100%. You are 100% correct in that. And it was the weird thing of, you know, giving you a single player campaign, but then it was also supposed to be this games as a service that had all this end game stuff that was completely different than what you were kind of doing throughout. It's like, why? And I yeah. would love to be a fly on the wall. And I obviously know it would have been years ago at this point. But when Crystal found out what, uh, Idos Montreal was doing with Guardians. Exactly. It was just like, yep. like we made the Tomb Raider games. Why aren't we? Why can't <laughs> yeah. we make a single player Avengers game? Why are you? Was Crystal super juiced and jazzed up and wanted to get in there yeah. and do this games as a service, or was it something where it was like Square's like, hey, why don't you try this? And like, I guess, yeah, okay. Square or or Marvel games. I don't know. Like, who knows where that came from? Yeah. But it's funny you mentioned Guardians. It was the whole the whole reason the whole fact that it is a single player game is why I'm really excited to try that out this this fall. Yeah, and it was interesting too, of course, obviously to see that. And you know, again, uh, Square, obviously, another uh, owning Idos Montreal, but the amount of people who were like, when I was like, "Man, Guardians looks great," I can't wait to like, I will not trust it after Marvel's Adventure. So I was like, "Damn!" Like, all right, I understand that you should always take I every mean, game with a grain of salt if it isn't. But it's yeah. funny, interesting, I guess, that so many people feel burned by that that they're like, we have to make sure we yeah. say this on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I understand that too, but it's also like Guardians seems to be going in a completely different direction, right? Totally. And again, War for Wakanda coming out this August, everybody. Don't worry. I'm sure it'll fix everything. It's going to be great. Get Black Panther in there. Damon, you want, you want me to help you grind up your Black Panther? I'll help, you, I'll help you get to 150. Don't worry. Okay. All right. You carry me. I will, I will carry you. You just leave the controller dead stick and I just do everything for you. I got it. <laughs> Damon, I'm excited for you and I to start our adventures in Marvel's Avengers, but War for Wakanda mm. is still so far away. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grop shops, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Out today, Empire of Angels 4 on Switch. Alex Kidd in Miracle World DX. Wake Levi Buchanan. Do we not comment on these games or do you just read them off? Oh, you can if you want. Yeah, you got comments. I have some insight. I have some insight into Empire of Angels 4. It's a horny anime girl turn-based strategy game. And apparently this is the first time it's been available on console. Hold on. Now I'm Googling it. Now I'm Googling it over here. Look at a trailer over here. See what I got yeah. over here. Some violence, blood, and sexual themes is what why it's rated teen. From Softstar. It already sounds like yeah. porn. Taiwanese developer, I think. Okay. <laughs> I like how you knew so much about this game. Right? Well, I also unknown. pay attention to, you know, I get the Nintendo email each week, and I look yeah, at what's coming up, and I'm like, what is this game? Because I do like turn-based strategy games, but, you know, I, I don't think this one's supposed to be particularly good. Okay. Uh, Alex Kidd in Miracle World DX, PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. This one should be appealing to you, Greg. You being a Sega, Sega kid. kid. Oh, yeah, I remember Alex Kidd. You kidding me? I'm always excited to see him back. It's, he's one of the playable ones in uh, Yakuza, the new Yakuza, or no, uh, the new Judgment, yeah. uh, where they're going to have the Sega Master yeah. System in Yagami's office. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> yes, sir. Yes. Let's get a Sega Master System in there. Felt yeah, bad for you, but- Nintendo kids. You never. <laughs> oh yeah as we are all playing uh mario <laughs> definitely should have felt sorry for us while you were we playing had alex, alex kid 
ghost house. We're having a great time. We have the best version of Ghostbusters having having a ball over there. That that might be true. That might be true. God, best. Uh, Legend of, of Mana remastered comes with PlayStation Four, Switch, and PC. I'm a little confused. There, I feel like there's a lot of mana games. I have some mana game for my Switch. Maybe it's the Mana Collection, but there's also Trials of Mana. There's just a lot of mana games out there now. Yeah, that's one of those things where I like that's just where my eyes they, they glass over. I don't know what's going on on that. I'm just like, I wish you well if you're excited for Legend of Mana Remastered. Go get them, but go out there and do it. Uh, the Dungeon of Nawalbeck, Amulet of Chaos is on Xbox One. You gonna rush and buy this one, David? I don't have a comment on that one, but I do have a comment on the next one. The Eternal Castle Remastered on PlayStation 4. This is an awesome game. Uh, anyone who likes cinematic platformers, uh, older games like um, Out of This World, Flashback, more recently games like Limbo and Inside should check this out. Ooh. It has a very cool uh, pixel art style with great animations, a very cool spooky alien world vibe. I liked. I played this game on Switch and liked it a lot. And it's not actually remastered. It's, it's a fake old game that's been remastered. It's a new game. Oh, really? That's yeah. funny. That's a funny, yeah. Because I'm looking at the, I'm look. I was like, I don't remember it, and I'm looking at the <laughs> screens here on Nintendo. Okay, that's a very okay. cool game. Uh, Kira Kai stars Idol Project. Oh, hold on, Kevin's editing his names over it. Uh, Na Nagisi, Na 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 Nagisa, Nagisa. I what about so. this one? Yeah, you got one for this? Uh, no, I mean it's probably a Hatsune no. Miku style Miku uh, style Idol game. There was manage an idle manage game. A Japanese pop star. Yeah, that was the thing. There was an idle game that we watched in one of the like uh, directs that was a management game that I was like, I'd like to play that, but I don't know if it's this one. This one looks more like a visual novel. What do right, you I want no to do? An on, I have no comment on any of the other upcoming games, guys. Okay, good. <laughs> you just want well, to over here. Oh, yeah. wait, although Sakura Succubus 3 is a, is a horny uh, dating sim that has uh, universally positive reviews on Steam. Okay. That's out on Switch today. Uh, so is Farm Your Life on Switch, Cube Blast Match on Switch, Car X Drift Racing Online on Switch, uh, Summer Pause on Switch, and that's pause like a kitty, uh, Super Cable Boy on Switch, K Cyber Hook on Switch, uh, Kingdom Builders on PC, and then GTA Online delivers seven brand new arenas for the futuristic deadline mode with triple rewards all week long for competing players. I changed my mind. I do have a comment to make. You know, we talk about uh, uh, Sakura Sagibus <laughs> 3 on Switch and the Empire of Angels 4 on Switch. Greg, have you noticed? This is something we've talked about on GameScoop recently. Somewhere along the line, Nintendo just decided, fuck it, let's let all the horny games into the eShop. Sure. Yeah, there's no problem. There's so many horny, big anime-breasted girl games in the Nintendo eShop these days. I don't think Nintendo has any problem whatsoever with it anymore. I just, I'm not offended i'm just surprised it's that thing where you know the, when the vita dried up these these games had to go somewhere, <laughs> yeah. they had to go somewhere. they're like little they're like please sir begging outside nintendo's kyoto headquarters please sir we have please, nowhere to we, go there's so many horny portable gamers out there that want yeah. these things they want to see the the breathing breasts as they go in this weird cutscene. Yeah. and nintendo's yeah. like come on in We're, we'll take yeah. you in you refugees from Me vita island get in here <laughs> Miyamoto just couldn't say no. I understand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> New dates for you. Uh, GameSpot reports the second episode of Dying Light 2's Dying to Know series is going to broadcast July 1st at 12 p.m. Uh, Tech Techland's Twitch channel. Uh, next week's topic hints at a deep dive into the various infected people that you'll encounter in the game with an emphasis on the volatile humans who emerge at night. Dying Light 2, Heyman. Yeah, it's finally coming. 
You're a, you're I'll a you Dead Island fan. I've I've you're I've I've, I've heard this before that it's coming. All right, I've seen E3 demos <laughs> behind closed doors. Believe it when I see it. Did you well, care? I know you like Dead Island. Island. I did like Dead Island, mm. and I like Dying Light. I enjoyed too uh, for a while. I didn't finish it, but I enjoyed what I played of it. Yeah, but like this one, I just I don't know what it's going to be by the time it actually gets here. Yeah, these are not. Uh, it's not a game for me. Yeah, I'm gonna disconnect and come back. Okay, man, he's never coming back, Kevin. No, he's back. He came back. Uh, Neo, the world ends with you. Demo arrives on PlayStation June 25th. Remember the world ends with you, Damon? It's back. <laughs> I remember it. I, I think I, it got like a 10 from IGN back in the day, maybe. Or it was it was very highly reviewed. I actually never played it, although I've only yeah. ever heard good things. And I'd probably like it because it's set in a futuristic Tokyo. That's kind of my jam. Yeah. So I don't know. I should probably check out the original first before I play the sequel. Uh, but I hear it with trophies. So there you go. Hmm. I know you love trophies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Cyberpunk 2077's uh, Microsoft Store expanded refund window is closing officially on July 6th. Uh, more Pokemon Go for you. Pokemon Go Fest raid day is going to be Sunday, July 18th. This year, Pokemon Go Fest will feature all legendary Pokemon discovered in Pokemon Go since launch. Each legendary Pokemon will be appearing in five-star raids during one of four themed hours on a rotation throughout the second day of Pokemon Go Fest. Then Apex Legends' new limited time collection event, Genesis, uh, which will run June 29th through the July 13th. Uh, during the Genesis collection event, uh, Legends will be taken back to the original map of Kings Canyon, complete with Skulltown, and World's Edge. Skulltown will also be made into an arena map during the event, along with 24 new limited time cosmetics to unlock. Meanwhile, deals of the day for you. Xbox free play days are back. Of course, it's the weekend. So through Sunday, you can play for free if you're a gold or Xbox Game Pass Ultimate member. Saints Row 4, Reelected, Overwatch Origins Edition, and Warhammer Vermintide 2. Again, all free for you to play gold and Game Pass. Saints Row. Yeah. Still make, uh, they, I want to say they're still making those. Uh, they say they are. They keep re-releasing Saints Rows. You just can't get away from them, David. Every time anything yeah. happens, there's a new Saints Row remaster. What was the last Saints Row in quotes game? Agents of something? Agents of Mayhem? Something like yeah. that? Well, that that yeah, that wasn't Saints Row officially. Right? It, was it was like in the, in the same universe, universe, but it was its own yeah. thing. And we all looked at it and we're like, oh, it's going to be a multiplayer game. They're like, no. Yeah. We're like, wait, there's four like characters that all have this thing. Like, no, it's just you playing it. Weird choice. Yeah. Uh, and then GameSpot, GameSpot reports on Amazon Prime's deals, right? With June winding down, Amazon has revealed the next batch of free games and loot for Amazon Prime members. Prime Gaming's July 2021 lineup features six free games. Batman, The Enemy Within, Rad, The Wanderer, Frankenstein's Curse, uh, Tales of the Neon Sea, uh, Otto Machef, uh, and Portal Dogs. You can also grab free in-game loot for popular games like Grand Theft Auto Online, War, Warframe, and Sea of Thieves. I think it's Atama Chef. Uh, Damon, a, on GameScoop, game. you can pronounce however anything you want to pronounce. <laughs> on Games Daily, I am going to run through this like a bull in a china shop. Hope no one notices that I don't know what the fuck this word is and get out of here. All right? That's what I'm going to do. Got it. Got it. All right, thank you. Please respect me. <laughs> Damon, we ask people watching to go to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, of course, to be part of the show with their questions, comments, concerns, and squad up requests. This is where you can give us your name, username, platform of choice, and why you need help in a video game. I read it here. The best friends come and find you, and everybody plays games together. Today, Ryan needs help on Xbox or PC because crossplay will be fine. He's going to be on Xbox. Uh, his Xbox username is jama7198. That's J A M A7198. 
Ryan writes, I'm jumping back into Sea of Thieves with the Pirates Life update, and I'm looking for a crew to set sail on the high seas with. Haven't played since launch, so I'm still learning all the new systems they've added in, and any help would be appreciated. I'm available weekday nights uh, after 4 p.m. Eastern and most weekends. Thanks, and I look forward to playing with some best friends. If you want to sail the seven seas with Ryan, hit him up, Jama7198. Did you ever play Sea of Thieves, Damon? I never did. I'll tell you what. But I, I hear a lot of great things, though. I started last yesterday, or I guess two nights ago, whatever, and then put, played like the stream of it yesterday and then played on my own last night. I'm having a ball. I'm so yeah. happy I waited, and now the game's like so much more complete than when we tried to do stuff with it earlier. I'm mm-hmm. just having so much fun. Can't wait to get back to it. A lot of, yeah. lot of trolls, though, Damon. I went out last night all by myself because Snow Like Mike didn't respond to my squad up on uh, Slack, and he said I should have texted him, but I didn't. Um, and I was, all, I'm all alone on my little pirate ship, and I'm out there and I fight a bunch of skeletons and I get their skulls, and it's like you did it. Now go, you know, t- turn the skulls in. So I ride my little ship back, all happy to the port. And as I'm coming up on the port, I'm like, "What are these green fireworks?" And it was people shooting shit at me, and they all they they massacred me, Damon. They got on the ship, they took all my stuff. Right, I kept I mean, respawning on the ship. They kept killing the me again. I, I was gonna say my- that just sounds like pirates. That's the point. That's the it, point of pirates. I know, I know, guys. It's just I had a great stream where we ran into somebody who said, "I'm friendly," and they were like, "Oh, okay, don't." And Mike tried to kill him, but he didn't. And and we were just hanging out and we we're having a good time and then it all hell broke loose and that's how i got you know so whatever just saying just saying it. they stole my skulls everybody i didn't want them to but they did damon we have a new thing we're calling gamer confessions this is, okay. and when i say we have a new thing i mean i started a new thing on wednesday and i didn't tell any of the other hosts and they should be aware that they're going to be popping up in the thing uh marco writes in but i want to we're going to talk about it in the post show all right marco writes in and says good morning I'm so glad to see both the leader of the only video game podcast and the founder of the only news podcast together. I have a video game confession. I listen to people talk. I, I listen to people talking about video games more than I play them. Thank you both. Yeah, that, that's not too surprising, right? Because you can listen to podcasts while you do a lot of things, while you're riding your bike for your paper route or while you're making passionate love to someone. But it would be hard <laughs> to play... <laughs> <laughs> It'd be hard to play rival Honey, let schools. Let me get you in the mood. I'm going to put on game scoop. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be hard to play rival schools while you're while you're doing the dirty, you know. Sure. Yeah. No, that's fair. That's a you know maybe we won't say, but that was a great point. Yeah, you nailed it. I think on how it all works out there. <laughs> Uh, Damon, we ask people watching live to go to Twitch or no, to go to oh, watching live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games to go to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the re- record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games, roosterteeth.com, and podcast services around the globe. Um, uh, usually it's people writing in about stuff we screwed up on the show, a fact we got wrong, a release date we got wrong. Uh, Odin. Uh, Odd Net Nin writes in with this one and says, Salutations, Mr. Hatfield. This day of reckoning has been a long time coming. Twelve years and eight days have passed since the day you published your review on IGN.com of Mario vs. Donkey Kong Minis March Again for DSiWare. You stated, quote, Players will find four game worlds to work through, each with ten stages, end quote. I have been waiting ever since... I've been waiting ever since to correct you on on those that are just uh, that those are just the main campaign and that there are many more unlocked in the post game plus mode parentheses including rooftop and basement stages for a total of 100 not quote over 40 as you erroneously wrote I expect this review to be updated in short order good day Mr. Hatfield yes immediately following this I will update my review (laughs) Greg it happens all the We've been we've been doing this for so long now. It happens all the time that a game, an old game, will come up and it'll be like, 
yeah, what was that game? I kind of remember that. What wasn't wasn't it like this or something? And I'll look it up, and it'll say reviewed by Damon Hatfield. Totally, <laughs> completely Dude, that forgotten happens about like it. Game, games cast all the time. Where I'm like, oh, I, I I'm like oh, I remember that. I didn't play it, and then somebody's like, Greg, you wrote the review. I'm like, <laughs> not a good sign for how much that game yeah. resonated with me. But okay, don't yeah. worry about it. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, uh, next level nick says the idle sim game greg is thinking about is we are ofk uh this was mentioned a couple of times during e4 and it's supposed to be about a real group of ro- that rose to stardom while being completely digital k-pop group it's like a visual novel but also documentary format now the one i like i remember it being like i'm managing them and telling them where to go and what to mm-hmm. do not in, mm-hmm. that sounds creepier you know what i mean like i like schedule their day not like yeah you can go to the bathroom now but not you <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't sing well enough in the last podcast uh yeah okay uh that's it those, those were the urons so we, not too bad we didn't get much wrong then no you know it's it, <laughs> which is it's a bit surprising because we didn't we haven't played a lot of the games we talked about today listen i don't know anything about pokemon <laughs> go except for something from two years ago but let me give you my opinion that's podcasting yeah. in a nutshell people are just like yep. you know what i don't play pokemon go either but i'm enjoying this conversation <laughs> ladies and gentlemen if you enjoyed these conversations of course you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games to be part of each and every episode of kind of funny games daily of course you could go there and you could get the post show damon and i are about to do uh you get the show ad free you could get a whole bunch of different bonuses like the next gen podcast and every other you know games cast post show live streams for games cast when it's not embargoed like mario blah 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 blah. uh however if you have no bucks toss our way you of course can watch us record the show live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games if you're watching on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games right now guess what valorant is up next with nick scarpino trying it for the first time being sherpaed by the one the only Snowbike mike uh if you missed that of course you can go to our newest youtube channel youtube.com slash kind of funny plays and catch all of our archived streams there usually a day up so like rc of thieves thing yesterday uh is going up today over there uh of course if you want to get this show youtube.com slash kind of funny games podcast services around the globe no matter where you get the show thank you for supporting it damon where can people keep up with you uh well definitely on twitter at dame zero uh and also hopefully everyone uh checks out my humble little video game podcast game scoop which goes up fridays uh on ign and in all podcast services spotify and at youtube.com slash ign games does it ever how what episode of game scoop you on right now this will be 631 god damn dude do you ever sit there and just like god damn i built this i did this yeah 15 years greg uh 15 years in april but it's crazy. Maybe maybe you've had this thought too. Podcasting, like as a as a vocation, is interesting because I feel like I could do it forever. It's like I feel like I could do it when I'm seventy. You know, sure. just talk about video games. It's crazy. Uh- we're going to carry this into the post show. I do like this conversation. That's where we'll go with it. Uh, if you want to catch that, patreon.com slash kind of funny games. If you don't, well, fuck you too, man. Thanks for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you. you. God. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>